Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the NFL podcast, Laces Out. We've got guests, we've got everything that you need to know about the upcoming Super Bowl. Yes, that's right, the Super Bowl. The last game and it's the biggest game. Uh, We've got everything. We've got predictions, we've got weird predictions, weird things that you can bet on. We've got the food covered, the snacks covered, the beverages covered. We've got it all covered. So, uh, so yeah. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do us a big favour and subscribe if you haven't already. It's a big help. And if you're an audio listener, subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud. So here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Well, there, we're off. So, this is the point where I will crack the, the, the hilarious joke about how there are, uh, for the YouTube watchers, there are the same four faces from a different podcast on the screen right now, so it's absolutely that podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's another getting over, getting over podcast. But it isn't. It's not. And the eagle-eyed people will see that by going, well, hang on a minute. There's a there's an NFL t-shirt right there. There's an NFL jersey right there. There's a CFL jersey. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Cook's wearing a hoodie. So it can only mean that uh, either everybody lost their mind simultaneously or it's actually the Laces Out podcast. Number one. NFL American football based podcast in the uh, in the surrounding surrounding area. Uh, for you audio listeners, um, I'm here, which you know, I'd like to see the day I'm not. Would that just make it cast ominous? What <laughs> 90s indie band cast? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm out on that one. I I guess. Um, we've got the uh, the 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 host with the most of the Getting Over podcast, Mister Stuart Woodmancy. We've got the glamorous host of the Riverside Roundup, Mister Paul Williams, and Matsy. <laughs> Which at this point in time, I'm like general, general, general tag along kind of can't make it. <laughs> feel like we have to invite him just to keep him kind of you know from being such a grout. We keep him sweet. <laughs> we let him out every now and again. <laughs> hasn't got much point, going. Not let anybody out for a year, nearly. He's not got much going on. We'll invite him along. <laughs> So, uh, it's going to be a bit, of a, a bit of a different one this week, because, as covered on last week, uh, there's no games to review, because there have been no games. Unless, uh, did anybody tune into the uh, virtual the Madden Pro Bowl, <laughs> which I can only imagine was... 
this they decide to play it on console or whatever this time around because they can't all get together. Yep. But then yep. the irony was that they made it free to play on Xbox last weekend. So I was like, oh, cool. I've not, not bought the new one. I'll, I'll get on, download that. Went on it. Absolutely wouldn't let me download it. So, yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was yeah, like you say, it was free to play for the weekend. Um, but in my experience, when they do a oh, this game's free to play for the weekend, the games are always like fifty gig games, and it takes you a day to download it. <laughs> it's like that. That's awesome. You know what you're doing there, don't you? Yeah, we'll let you play this game for free. You know, it's massive, and will take you forever to actually get it. Um, so yeah, I think the general consensus of the Pro Bowl is uh, it's not knocked down the stadium in Hawaii. I heard the, the, the stadium that they normally play the uh, Pro Bowl in has been knocked down. So uh, who knows where it's going to be next year? And who cares? Well, they uh, stopped stop doing it in Hawaii every year, didn't they? They started moving it around. I think. Because so, it was crazy. It was always played in Hawaii, and I think that was. That was probably at the selling point of it. One, it was like a case of, oh yeah, come to the Pro Bowl, you basically get to just piss about on the uh, on the islands for a week. Oh, they got to sweeten the deal. I wonder where NFL players are going to enjoy going for a weekend to play half-assed football and party. Oh, where they just built a really nice stadium. Hmm. Oh, I am Vegas, maybe anybody, possibly. <laughs> I won't be I won't be surprised if they try and bring it over here at some point. Just say, "Well, we can't we can't give you a we can't give you the Super Bowl because that'd be mental." But we'll give you the Pro Bowl. There's a nice there's a nice little reward for you, and everyone's just like, "Nah, you're all right. I'm, I'm good, <laughs> thanks." You get Jacksonville every year. Here's another pick of the teeth with the Pro Bowl. Probably less chance of snow here than there is in Green Bay as well, from the fact that they spent half the last few weeks shoveling it out. I mean, so. Indeed. Um, there, there, there has been an, what is becoming the, a wide, widely discussed and most talked about development in the last week in the NFL. Um, the, uh, the people up, up at the top of the, uh, of the Rams uh, apparently lost their mind and decided i've got an amazing idea because i i tried to tell the stats mistress that she was wrong that always goes well as i'm sure you can imagine <laughs> i tried to tell her that she was wrong i was like no 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 they get the picks no so uh so the thing that's happened in, in the last week is that uh the rams have traded jared goff to the detroit lions uh for Matthew Stafford and two first round picks. Did I see a thing so that, that said the Rams, the Rams got the Rams got Stafford and Detroit got Jared Goff and two first round draft picks. So yeah, in total, I mean the Rams have traded to in if you take in the fact that they traded up to get Jared Goff in the first place, they've traded four first round picks. And Jared Goff to get Matthew Stafford, plus is it another like six picks like in the second and third rounds yep. as well? I mean, yeah, they don't get a first round draft pick until twenty twenty four now. They haven't had a first round draft pick in ten years or something. 
Yeah, well, I was, was going to say, have, have they had a first-round pick since they took Goff? They haven't taken their own first-round draft pick in, yeah, something like 10 years, I think. It's, it's kind of... It, but it's, I, think, I think it must have been that the, the office were just like, lads, we've got a situation here. We've got a first-round draft pick that we desperately don't want. Who think of a who could think of the best place to get it to? I think I think like what I, one of the some of the stuff that I'd heard and read is the fact that what they're hoping is is that they're Super Bowl or conference championship contenders for the next three, four years. So then that pick turns into being like the thirtieth pick or the twenty ninth pick or something like that. And the difference between the twenty ninth pick in the first round and the second round pick is negligible but the money is massively different so that I think that's the logic and it's kind of it'd be interesting because I don't know where the GM of the the uh, Rams is from he sounds like a Belichick kind of tree person because the only other person who gives less of a shit about first round picks is old Billy Boy in uh, in New England because he, he, he gets rid of them for fun Do you think it'll be a case of if there's, if, there's a, if there's a decent quarterback on the carousel that he might be tempted to uh, part ways with it for, uh, the, for the Pats for this season, or this coming mm. season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they one they need, yeah, because I can't imagine Cam is going to be back. And, uh, well, they've had the cheap season now, haven't they? So you'd imagine if he re-signs, he'd want to re-sign for a lot more money. He wasn't good enough to warrant a, a, a decent, decent contract. No. So I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot going around. You know, people starting to talk about how Stafford could take the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I remember a good few games back. The, the commentators saying that the that the Rams really did need to do something with Goff um, and talking about how they were stuck with him until 2022. Um, but as I said, I think in our group, I, I'd, I'd said, this is a guy who's taken the Rams to the Super Bowl. You know, it, it's not like he's... He, he's sitting on his ass and doing nothing. Um, but then there were people talking. Sean McVeigh. Yeah. Saying that um, his style and Goff's style didn't go together well and um, he wanted to bring his own guys in and all of this. So it's like, who knows at the end the, of the day? The, the weird thing for me is, is that Stafford is just an upgrade on Goff. He's not like. He's not a he's not a Mahomes or a, a Lamar Jackson, which I think is what a lot a lot of people are hinting towards. As that's what um, McVeigh wants. He wants a running quarter. He wants a running quarterback or a quarterback that's good. You know, is, is a threat. Which I'm, I'm, I've never really seen that from Matthew Stafford. Now maybe just Detroit were never that good, and I think that I think that's the one the one kind of thing where you kind of take pause with with them trading for Stafford is you think 
he always looked good. He always picks up those garbage time kind of touchdowns. And if you if you got him in fantasy, you're like wicked because he'll pick up like a couple of touchdowns at the end of the game. Pad his stats and he looks really good. Is he going to be? Is he that good? That is he? Is he? Is he actually that good? That the team, the teams that he was on were not that good, and now he's in a team with decent receivers, a decent tight end, a decent scheme that's going to block for him. I mean, because I mean, the amount of injuries that he's had is is unbelievable as well. You think is he going to is he going to be good? Or is he just? I think I can't think how long he's got left on his contract. Maybe a year, maybe two, so they can get out of his contract quicker than they can get out of Goff's contract, which is something like twenty-eight million for the next four years or something like that. Which is <laughs> a lot of money like for some, him. Not a great quarterback. That's like some next-level sort of chess game kind of escapism, though. And it's like, right, if we move that here to do this, to do that, to do, and Ooh. by the time that they're finished, if it is just purely to get rid of somebody cheaply. It's a hell of a way isn't, of doing it. Isn't that exactly what the Browns did a couple of seasons ago when they took on Osweiler's contract? Because they took yeah. on Osweiler's contract because for some reason it was it made it made financial sense for him to take his contract on and then just immediately cut him. Then I, I don't know that I don't know the ins and outs of it properly, but it was something like that. For their they, for their salary cap, it made sense for him to take him. Because it was better for their salary cap. The contracts are weird, aren't they? Because if you if you give someone guaranteed money, that means the cl- the team is on the hook for that money. So say, you know, like obviously, kind of the extreme example is Kirk Cousins. His contract is fully guaranteed, so it doesn't matter what Minnesota do with that contract; they they're paying that contract. And I mean, yeah, it's an exact reaction that Paul, whatever everyone should have to. Why is he giving uh, Kirk Cousins all that money? Um, but so sometimes a, a team can take the contract on, but they talk about dead money. So I think you're talking about obviously Aaron Rodgers reacted wonderfully well to losing in the uh, NFC com- uh, conference game, and. Uh, and then, all right, oh, they're going to trade Rodgers. Oh, yeah, but they've got a 34 million cap hit next year at Green Bay. So Green Bay aren't going to get rid of him because they've still got to pay Aaron Rodgers to go and be awesome somewhere else in the NFL. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? You know, so it's it's kind of this weird kind of thing of how much is guaranteed and how much of it is, you know, bonuses and just basically playing that year kind of thing. So... It's uh, funny. So that's uh, that's that's probably been the biggest news that I've seen uh, happening in the the league in the last week. Obviously, the biggest thing that's coming up this week is uh, is the old Super Bowl. Um, I spoke to the stats mistress, see if she had anything uh, stat-wise for us, and she was a very, uh, very dismissive. And was like, "I gave you your stats last week." Now, jog on, my friend. I was like, "I mean, have you got anything?" You know, it's like pretty sure you had your stats last week about Brady's done this and Mahomes has done that. So, uh, so I just turned, turned, took, took tail and uh, and wandered off. So. Uh, so unfortunately, there are no stats. Um, Is it time for us to create our own stats, Andrew? 
if you like, yeah, uh, this is the uh, 22nd episode of uh, Series 3 of uh, Lasers Out. Does that count as a stat? For the first time ever. First time ever in a third series, we've done a pre-Super Bowl episode. That is almost definitely not true. That that's a that's a Trump stat if ever there was one. That's a true NFL stat. It's like, uh, yeah, it's definitely a oh yeah, first time ever that something that's more than likely going to happen has kind of happened. And uh, oh yeah, it's, maybe it's the first time Matt, it's the first time ever Matt's wore that hat and uh, BC Lions t-shirt combo kind of thing. All right, okay then. It, but then they take it to that next level when they then go, it's the first time, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, the first time. And then they go, since. It's not the first time, then, is it? <laughs> My favourite is in Super Bowl era. Like, okay. It's, what about outside the Super Bowl era? This this, this, this is, and me and Paul have definitely spoken about this before and and, and Stu. It's the, it's the old football thing of, oh, first time it's happened in the Premier League. The Premier League's only been going 25 fucking years. You know, and you're just like, mm, yeah, no, man. Everyone knows that football history only started in August of 1992. Sorry, 30 years then. No. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just that it's, it's football and at least at least at least the Super Bowl's fifty five years. It's like a, it's like a proper kind of thing. Most people, you know, a lot of people probably can't remember the first Super Bowl. But um, you know, it's it's oh, it's it's, it's uh, yeah infuriating. Did you see uh, NFL UK put the uh, the graphic up for the Super Bowl? Went for, went for an elder. to somebody today I genuinely there's at least once a week where I think NFL UK on their various kind of Twitter or Instagram or Facebook are it, I'm, I'm like is it am I is it are, you, are we sure it's not a fake account <laughs> <laughs> or they send you an email and it looks really kind of shonky and you're like is, is, is has this been sent to me by a Nigerian prince <laughs> i He's got uh, he's got several millions to send you. He just needs your bank details and, and your <laughs> pin number. Several million pigeons in his bank. <laughs> so we've got a lot of business to cover here. There's a lot. Um, anybody who has ever been on Skybet around the time of the Super Bowl will know that the the betting, the things that you can predict. At Super Bowl o'clock is like it, it takes you longer to get from the top of the list to the bottom than it takes for them to play the Super Bowl. That's how many <laughs> different things you can uh, bet on, or in our case, predict. Although I will absolutely be having a having a lovely flutter on this. Um, but there are also some things some people might say are even more important than that. Because I feel that now is the time to look at uh, really covering off uh, 
what sort of meals are we getting stuck into uh, in preparation for the Super Bowl? Um, so, how are we? How are we thinking of doing this, Mister Williams? I'll, I'll leave you in charge of this bit. So, do we want to leave the food as the end of the podcast? As the dessert for the yeah. podcast. Let's get the business out of the way. And we'll get the actual business. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the business side of it, and then we'll finish off with a cigar, or a cigar and a nice whiskey. A, a delicious. Delicious whiskey. Mm. A if you will. Digestif, maybe. Let's do it. Let's get the business out of the way. Let's get the boring stuff covered up. <laughs> Mr. Williams, what is it that you would like us to predict? Right then. So, usual, usual sort of regulation things we'll go for. So... First of all, Andrew, who will win the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs, absolutely going to be the Buccaneers, but hey. Who will score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? Travis Kelsey. (sighs) What will be the score of the game? 31-28. And finally, who will be the MVP of the game? Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a big big part in it. Old uh, Mahomey, as Cole would say. Interesting. Now, reading between the lines, there, gentlemen, what I what what you heard and what I meant were two different things because the the books are absolutely winning the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I still think Kelsey would probably score first, but uh, if TB12 doesn't walk away with MVP, I'd be very surprised. And uh, the score's going to be like 54-3 or something. It's just going to be it's just going to be touchdown, interception, touchdown, interception, and rinse and repeat. You've just successfully borrowed your your podcast because you've actually said one thing and then said the exact opposite is going to happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, which is a shame, really, because I, you know the insight I have is nothing compared to you guys. So I was basing everything on mine about the wonderful, like, outside world of, of symmetry and thinking, well, how much would, well, how much would Vince McMahon's erection punch a hole in the table if they then have? Super Bowl in the same, you know, the Super Bowl winners in the same stadium that happens to have a former employee of his playing at tight end. And everything just ties together quite nicely. So I'm kind of with you in one respect in the sense of I absolutely don't want them to win. But there's just too many external sort of the chakra is aligning, if you like, for, for the, the best to win. Yeah. You, can, you can start off by putting me down for the books, Paul. Mark? Um, 
come with I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Because like yeah. last time I was on, I was all logical about it. I was like, oh yeah, Mahomes is hurt and this, that, and the other. Da, 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 da. The Bills are gonna win. No. Uh, and this time I'm thinking, well, well, you know, one of his one of his old linemen's out injured, or is it the centers out? He's like blown his Achilles, and you know, well, Mahomes is still might be a bit hobbled and that, and all that kind of thing. And it's actually no. It's gonna go with the Chiefs. He's the man. Certainly is. Uh, right then, who, who have you both got for the first touchdown? Based on my same theory, I'm saying Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rob, one one catch in the postseason, Gronkowski, is he, or something like that? If it makes it count on uh, Sunday, you won't be laughing then, will you, Williams? So. No, I'll be crying because no one wants to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, again, I'm not saying I want it to happen. Just <laughs> uh, Matthew. Uh, I'm gonna pat my homes. Good take, Matthew. Put him. Good take. <laughs> I've also gone for Matt Patrick Mahomes has got the first touchdown. Twenty-two to one. Shh. Well, didn't he score the first touchdown last year? Mm-hmm. The two, the two bets that I've picked out are Pat Mahomes first touchdown, uh, first touchdown, twenty-two to one. Tom Brady thirty-three to one first touchdown. And you know, there's going to be like a sneaky little quarterback sneak. You're like, God damn it! Well, I'm pretty sure if we were to go back in in the archives to week two. There was something about a guy who put on a very large bet for Tom Brady's first touchdown as a book to be a rushing touchdown, and it and obviously it was. So and it was something like ridiculous, like five thousand to one or something absolutely mental, and he hit on it. So um, whoever said whoever said that is oh like the first touchdown, like even him throwing a touchdown to someone else or yeah so. So his the, the first touchdown involvement to him as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. All right, fair enough. I was like, I mean, if, if whoever's given, I was like, whoever gave five thousand to one for that was ridiculous because, like, the only way Tom Brady was going to ever score a a touchdown was a was a was a rushing touchdown. You ever gonna, can you imagine Gronk Gronk slinging it to Brady who was in the end? So. <laughs> Gronk with the trick play just. Arrowing a 75 yard dart to Tom Brady. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The only way uh, Brady could get a 70 yard dart down the field is if he managed to get a wheelchair out off the, off the side, <laughs> wheeling himself down the side. Uh, right, lads, uh, we need some scores. What the uh, final score will be? Either of you can go first. I can't tell if it's going to be like a really tight game or if they'll just think, yeah, fuck it, and just go for it. Like, like balls to the wall kind of like. I suppose I could sit somewhere in the middle. And, um. No. 
20, maybe 24, 21. Oh, nice. So you and Andy have both got it as a, as a field goal game. Currently. Matthew? 35, 32. Oh, thank God for that. I was getting, I was getting panicked there that you were just reading my thoughts because I've got it, I've got, it, I've got Chiefs to win the game, Mahomes first touchdown, and thirty-five twenty-one. Ooh, fine. So I think it'll be a bit more of a blowout than uh, than everyone else is saying so far. So you three all think it'll be a, a field goal game? I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it being that. That's a lot. How many points is that? That's like fourteen points. You've got as a that's a blowout, isn't it? Really, two touchdowns. Yeah, but I just think that's what the Chiefs like. That's what they could do to you. Like if mm. that's what happened in the last game, I think they were up by at least two scores at one point. And if if Tyreek Hill gets in the apple, game over. If he gets loose in the second, there's there's no one that's going to catch him. So. The age old thing as well, where if, if they're down by seven and like pushing for it, there's always the chance of a of a pick and scoring. It, so it's well, if you think well, if you think about in the um, in the NFC title game, Brady threw three interceptions. I was talking about this today. I was like, the the Chiefs need to be focusing solely, almost solely on getting those interceptions. He has had a he has had a high interception rate in the last few games. Was it he had three all season and then three in two games? Or was it three three in the last game or something? So he's had six all season up till now, but half of those had come in one game. So realistically the Chiefs need to just be focusing on Getting those interceptions—that's how the—that's how the ball's going to get get back to them, because it seems to be an area that he seems to be vulnerable at the moment. Certainly is. Right, lads. Two more picks, so we should get MVP from both yourself, Matt, and yourself, Stu. What was that one? Just the uh, MVP. Oh, Pat Holmes. Stu. Really gonna make me say this out loud, Paul. You already know. Say it. You want to say it? Go on, say it. So what you say is, King Corbin's gonna remember he used to play in the <laughs> NFL, and he's gonna re-sign with the Bucks and be the MVP. I think, unfortunately, you might have just have reminded some people that that actually was a thing, whereas most people would try to forget his NFL career. I would suggest, including possibly himself. Well, he um, played for the. He played for the Chiefs, didn't he? I think he was. I think the pictures of him. There's, there's, he might have just been on the practice squad. Or I was going to say, I can't. I can't imagine if they'd been down as a first teamer because otherwise that would have been like front and center every time, wouldn't it? I'd imagine so. But as he has been, as he has been christened, put Mister Bridleton down for the. Uh, oh, what? Say his name. Two. Two. <laughs> Two two picks of Evan Collins <laughs> the MVP back to back. Has anyone ever actually won the MVP back to back? First time ever, Paul. First time ever. <laughs> I want to say because I don't think Brady, Brady Brady didn't when they won the Super Bowl back to back. Yeah, 
There was someone else. I can't remember who won it. The because did he win it one of the years? Because the five that he's who's there? He's got six. He's got six out of the ten. But he's only got four. Has he only got like four or three MVPs? Because Edelman won it last year, last time. Yeah, he did. And whoever, I think, I'm not sure if it's the running back or maybe, I can't, yeah, you'd have to, it's one, one of the two years where they won it back to back, somebody else, I mean, fucking an out there, isn't it? Somebody else got it. One of the other 53 players on the match day squad got it. Andy's gone for Mahomes as MVP, Matt's gone for Mahomes MVP, Sue's gone for Tom Brady. I've done what I always do and uh, gone anywhere else apart from the quarterback. So I've gone for Travis Kelsey. That's a solid choice. I, I think if if Mahomes isn't going to win it, then it's going to be Kelsey because he'll have 160 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. You imagine it would be him or Tyreek Hill with a big receiving game and survive. Yeah, yeah. Is that all? Is that as all predicted up? It is, unless Andrew, you would like to do a novelty bet of what you think the correct colour of the Gatorade shower is going to be for the winning coach. So this is um, for any any of uh, of the th- season three veterans of the Laces Out podcast will know. This is my personal favourite random as hell bet you can put on at the Super Bowl. And that is, what is the colour of the Gatorade that is dumped on the winning coach? And I always bet on the same colour every year. And there was a year where it actually came in because I always go with, oh, it's going to be purple. And like nine times out of ten, it's like orange. Or like, you know, lime colour or whatever uh, but one year one of the many years that I put on purple uh, it was I was like yay I won 50p um, so yeah if you want to if you want to put me down for purple please Paul purple purple gents have you got any uh, any, any thoughts I'll go blue Good chance. Blue. You know, that, that natural fruit juice colour of blue. <laughs> no artificial colours or preservatives. Blue. <laughs> uh, Matt? I'm going to go red. Red? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to keep it incredibly boring and I'm going to go clear... Ooh, that was my other choice, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then you might not win, because how will you prove it's Gatorade and not just water? Because it's whatever's in the bar. So, according to Sky Bet, winning coach Gatorade shower colour. If there is no coach Gatorade shower, all selections in this market will be void. So, current favourite at 6-5, to five, no one has orange... Second favourite at 10 to 3, we have pink slash red, Matthew. 
pink slash red. I mean, uh, fair enough then, it's, it's a scope. So. Um, the next uh, five to one is yellow slash green. Uh, clear, 13 to two. Purple Andy gets you a seven to one shot. And uh, Stu, you are, you are in there with the outsider of blue at eight to one. So, there you go. Andy there showing us his clear Gatorade there. <laughs> Love a clear Gatorade. Back with his very much not clear Gatorade. <laughs> his, his adult <laughs> his adult orange Gatorade. Gatorade it's very much an orange Gatorade so at this point in time we're, we're up, up against a bit of a time crunch so uh, the uh, the time it takes to restart the video will give everybody enough time to uh, marinate some might say some uh, amazing food choice picks for you audio listeners, it'll be a, a mere snippet of time. And for you video people, again, literally seconds. But uh, as they say in the scary movies, we'll be right back. Oh, just like, just like that, we are back, baby. I think it, I think it clocks in at less than a second audio-wise. So, you know lucky people i have to press all those numbers i have to like you know type out all those numbers then type more numbers send it to you guys you guys got to log in i'm gonna get it all going audio and video people like and we're back so you know every cloud and all that mr williams we got all the we got all the business out of the way so now it's time for the cocaine and hookers or what You did get you did you did get the cocaine and order the hookers, yes? Yeah, sort of. In absolutely no way whatsoever. Alright. She'd fall asleep anyway. <laughs> oh, it'll never go away. Um yeah, so as a little I was going to say treat, but it's not really a treat as such. It's just a little bit of was a little bit of fun as it's uh, the last game of the season. Um, so obviously, in America, the Super Bowl is treated as if it's a, a national holiday of sorts. So we thought we'd discuss the foods that we're going to enjoy whilst enjoying the Super Bowl. So I've done, a, I've done a little bit of a, a little bit of digging around, and apparently, well, I, I won't give you the figure. I'll have you guess the figure. Um, how, roughly, how many chicken wings do uh, do they estimate that will be eaten uh, in America during the Super Bowl? That's in America, not including the ones that you're clearly going to have as well. <laughs> I'm not in America, am I? Come on, Stuart, get your head in the game. 40 million. Andy has set a benchmark of 40 million. I think higher than that. I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be closer to Oof. I am going to go even higher than that. I'm going to go 180 million. 
Okay, so of the three, Matt had the highest number, yeah? And he was not still even not even close. So I, I read that in, I was I read it in, I was gonna go three hundred million. Yeah, still not even close. The National Chicken Council released its annual chicken <laughs> report. Sorry, sorry, what? They have a what? The National Chicken Council, the NCC, <laughs> released its annual chicken wing report projecting Americans to consume a record-breaking 1.4 billion chicken what? wings during Super Bowl weekend. That, whoa, you said, the, you said during the Super Bowl. The weekend is a very different... That, that's like all of the, like, two days. Not that I would have right, guessed anymore. Oh, in that case, <laughs> take, your, take your figure, Stuart, times by three to be generous, and it won't even get anywhere close. <laughs> yeah, 1.4 billion is the estimated wing usage. That's that, 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 that is sick when you think that you want to get two wings from one chicken. So that's... 700 million chickens after that. 700 million chickens have been... <laughs> That's how insane. Seeing out veganuary in style in the uh, United <laughs> States. <laughs> so yeah, so it begs the question, lads, what are you going to be? Uh, what are you going to be tucking into on uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I have managed to fully get Sarah on board with this as well. I was just like, oh, because. You guys must have this thing where, like, as you get a bit older and you realise that a very important part of being in a, in a long-term relationship is that period of time of every single evening of your entire existence going, what do you want for tea? Don't know, what do you want for tea? Don't know, what do you want for tea? And away we go. But, because we've got the special occasion of the weekend, I was like, going to need some American-style stuff this weekend. Like, what do you fancy? And we're both big fans of... Uh, I was going to say American food, but just food in general, in fact. Um, but a particular favourite in the Woodmancy household is the corn dog. Yes! Sarah, Sarah makes corn dogs as well. She's good. At, and, and she also then tries to like fancy them up by not just doing like the bad, essentially the, the bad sausage, but she will also then put like a bit, bit of cheese in, a bit, uh, bit of jalapenos if we can, uh, can squeeze them in there. So. Freshly made corn dogs will be on the agenda at this end. Um, and then probably heavily into the sweet stuff, of which I do have a variety in front of me that I am absolutely not going to open right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, we'll stick with the savoury stuff first. Corn, corn dogs, like I say, for me, for definite. Probably a bit of chilli as well, just because. Very nice. I, I mean, I, if, that, if that's not if that's not a segue into Andy's answer, I don't know what is. I feel that it was set beautifully to lead into. Uh, I will be making a chili on Saturday, so that it's got that that day, that full twenty four hours to go from being a chili to the chili. <laughs> um, I do feel, unfor and unfortunately, the uh, the virus has killed the uh, the the Super Bowl menu because um, each year I would normally be catering for multiple people, but this year we've had to do the well. We don't need that much food, that much food, that much, food. and then the realization that it's just me and the stats mistress. It's like 
we don't we don't need like 16 burgers and you know eight chili dogs each and all this so uh main main course is gonna be nachos with chili but i hear a rumor that there's a possibility of onion rings on the side <coughs> She threw it out there, and I, I didn't bat it back. I was like, yeah, go on then. Let's do it. Now, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. What was that, man? I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm. I did. Well, the question has to be asked, though. Obviously, for the, uh, for the meat eaters amongst us, obviously, the basis of a chili would be either cubed beef or mince. Now, obviously... Senor Cook doesn't dance that way. So what is the main basis of your chili? Is it a bean or is it a meat substitute? So recently the the chilies have been done in the uh, in the slow cooker. And the one thing that does not go well in a slow cooker is uh, is corn mince. It just it it can't handle that that action. It just can't deal with it. So uh Basically, we've just it, it. It's more of a bean sort of situation. Um, this time round, uh, there's a part of me that wants to throw caution to the wind and go go in with the uh, with the corn, but I don't want to ruin it. You can always add, but you can never take away. Let's put it that way. So a part of me is a little bit like, should I do like the mint separate, like? Bef- just before serving, and then yeah. So I'm I'm thinking oh. of uh, I'm thinking of going down like that a little, little like a little half and half kind of thing. So you keep the kind of the the pure kind of thing, and then you risk maybe a third, just as like oh, all right, we'll chuck in the wild card corn just at the last minute and see how it goes, kind of thing. Absolutely. You don't want to ruin. No. You don't want to ruin all of it no. by going rogue. No. <laughs> so, go on then, Matthew. What will you be? Uh, what will you be partaking of at the weekend? Hot, hot dogs, I think, will be mm. like hot dogs, some like nice mustard, that kind of thing. And then I might. I mean, Stu's got it planned out already. I might have to broach the subject with the uh, the head chef, uh, as it were. Um, and get her to do a, a. She does a very good tortilla chip mountain. So uh, I might have to uh, get the old uh, kind of guac, you know, the guac, the salsa, the you know, the, the sour cream, a mm. bit of jalapeno in there as well. See if mm. we can kind of kind of kind of veer away. We've got traditional English because we're going to have bangs and mash, but then um, all the talk of the Super Bowl, I think. Uh, Hot dogs with the tortilla chip mountain is the, the way to go. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm going to try and I'm going to, I'm going to go a bit adventurous. I think this year because obviously normally I'd either be in town. What's going to get an Indian takeaway? Is the uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. It has to be authentically American. So what I'm thinking, <laughs> what I'm thinking is I'm I'm. I'm going to throw out, but I'll throw it out there to uh, to the boss and see what she says. But I think she'll be on board with this. 
three words. Philly cheese. Nice. Nice. So, go get some nice... The only problem with Philly cheesesteak over here is you can never get the beef thin enough, I always find. So, I'll have to go and get some of those quick-cooked steaks and just absolutely batter the shit out of them to try and get them as thin as I can. I know this, um, this might sound like an even more radical suggestion, but, um, like, would your local butchers be open? Could you get them, get them to put it through, like, the ham slicer machine thing? Well, maybe. Potentially. I feel it's like worth, this is probably the furthest point we could have veered from Andy's corn chilli, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Philly cheese, you cannot go wrong with Philly cheese today. And just going back to what Matt said as well, um, the sort of like getting the mustard and stuff like that, I know we can't get it over here anymore, but if we were, if I was able to get hold of a bottle, I'd love to be all over the uh, JR's main event mustard, because that is the balls. The, the closest thing to that that I've found is Marx's posh dog mustard. That is very, very good. I actually, I actually sent um, JR's barbecue an email about six months ago, just saying, "Well, fuck, are you getting that busted back up here again?" And he was like, "Hi, Paul. No." <laughs> I love, I love uh, any interaction with any American company because I want the is it the thirty for thirty? So ESPN did like a load of documentaries around the thirtieth anniversary, and they do two box sets. They they look absolutely awesome. I want them. So I emailed ESPN going, any chance? I absolutely love these. And they just went, we have no plans of releasing those in the UK. I'm like, right then, yeah, yeah. The, the postage is about $70. So <laughs> nobody's planning on getting them over in the UK then either. So <laughs> I mean, definitely. You could, you could always be, get, you know, if someone's going on holiday there anytime soon, get them to be, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, uh, yeah. No. So. Then obviously, obviously there'll be there'll be a portion of chicken wings just thrown in for uh, you know, but because it's just rude not to in it. This was you that was eating chicken wings at like midnight or whatever it was on Sunday. Way past midnight. I think it was like three a.m. <laughs> so. I needed that. I just needed that second wind. We've all we've all tucked into our lovely, savoury meals, but as as we are as we all know, we're all we're all well versed in these things, and you got to leave that little pocket just there. Just obviously, you can't see what I'm pointing to. It's like it's like that much, just there, just off to the side, for some lovely sweet treats. So, who's got the best? American style sweet treat to finish this meal off. I know, I know this yeah. much. There is absolutely a Butterfinger in a bag downstairs that's got my name written all over it. The idea of uh, a pumpkin pie had been floated in this house. Um, we did. We kind of we talked about it. Not sure if it's a little bit too much Thanksgiving rather than Super Bowl, but. You never know, but rather than um, just going all in on, you, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, especially if it's still up for discussion. So, co covering a few bases, we still we got 
we got a few treats to, uh, as Sarah was on main course duty, this is going to sound terrible, I am on helmet duty, as in... <laughs> Once you took it out of the box, did you uh, did you give it a good portion? Um, maybe. It was disgusting putting stickers on it before. <laughs> yeah, well, you, know, you, can't, you can't have it all out on display, it's a bit, it's a, you know, the size of that thing. Um, but I not, I not only decided to go for sweet stuff for for the, the snack helmet, but I, I still I had a bit of like you've got you've got your savoury main, but you might want a little bit of you know in betweens as well. So we went for some good old American pretzels, but particularly jalapeno ones. Well, add a little bit to that. Also have the honey mustard ones, and then all into the sweet stuff. Cannot have American sweets without having M and M's to me. Peanut M and M's. Yep. So the we have a bag. Um, also, on off the back of that, I was like mm, chocolate. Oh, and then we've got pretzels. Chocolate pretzels. So not only have we got milk chocolate ones, but I have got some peanut butter ones because that makes it even oh. like more. So that is up there. And then just to finish off the pile of <laughs> calories. Um, <laughs> The, uh, we've gone with the Reese's Snack Mix just for a so at this point at this point in time Stu has basically listed everything that is in the shopping bag downstairs so I was like <laughs> I was like if we're talking sweet stuff M&M's so we have four different types of M&M's currently including the is it the salted caramel crunch ones the really hard oh. ones We've got milk chocolate pretzels, but also salted caramel pretzels, and absolutely, if you're not doing Reese's, if you're not doing a Reese's of some description, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I did, I did look at the Hershey's and then thought I remember that tastes like shit, so I didn't bother. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, Hershey, Hershey's the, chocolate's real miss, real hit and miss. They look like the shit emoji. And they also taste what I assume the shit emoji would taste like. <laughs> God awful. But then they disguise them as something nice by calling them Hershey's kisses. That is not the kiss you will after you're after at all. <laughs> Americans are kissing funny things if they think that's a kiss. I'm definitely not gonna put any kisses on my in my snack helmet. So I shall leave that there. That is the end of that the snack helmet discussion. <laughs> as good as as good as these all were, you've both picked up the pretzels and not got the best flavour. The white fudge pretzel flips are the fucking balls. I had some of those, I had those as a treat at Christmas. They are the the absolute shit. Um, but I was not in charge of uh, purchasing. Uh, I see said. Uh, are they the same ones as? Are they the same ones as what? Like same company as what Stu got his? Um, yeah. yeah. Any ones? I'm going back to Tesco again then. Oh no, no, they're not. That those. So the ones you're on about, they're the the savoury ones. They're Schneiders. I've got, I've got those. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's covered them. Yeah. I've visited, like I said, I've visited multiple Lidai to find them. They weren't in little. <laughs> I found them in Tesco today. Lidai. The sweet ones, uh, I think they're just called flips. Yeah, and I can get them from uh, Tesco. Other other supermarkets are available. Yes, yes, other supermarkets may be available yet. 
we're quite we're quite lucky that well I'm saying this we're quite lucky our, like our Tesco's like yeah look at us we've got a world food aisle we've even got an American section I'm like right I'm gonna gonna go get some sweet stuff for next weekend let's go and have a look it'll be absolutely chock full I'm absolutely sure of it they had those two different kinds of pretzel flips and everything else was a bit like oh it's quite disconcerting really? with the person it's quite disconcerting when you get there and there's a person that's ready to take a piece of your kidney slash liver just to buy said uh, said goods as you go there and you're like there's a guy there who's like how much are, how much are these again there's a guy, there's a guy there who's like I'll take lungs now gills come next week <laughs> it's when it's when you're looking at it though and like because I because I, I, I you, you, obviously if you watch it on YouTube you'll be able to quite enjoy the food I love I love like absolute shit cereals like the ones that are like the marketed as, as a breakfast product but what it actually means is they're, they're just going to kill you it's crack um, and it's crack in a box yeah basically <laughs> Stu was about to say get yourself down and get some marshmallow matings in your, in your face no but no, they, right, they had the, in the cereals they had actual Lucky Charms which were about £1.50 for three pieces um, and <laughs> of cereals was seven pounds like seven pounds for like a small box of cereals i was like mm. so did you not go go can... out and get the uh, the oreo o's they're just not wheat o's but white ones as well oreos are doing cereal now i can't imagine that's a good thing <laughs> i mean it's not a good thing but it's probably a good thing <laughs> right, so, so, I'm, su I'm surprised that nobody mentioned uh, the American staple of the Twinkie as well because that's, uh, that's we usually we usually get a Twinkie, but we've been struggling to find actual American sections. Uh, we've been to a, a couple of places, and uh, I think I think it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um, which means uh, you just struggle to find more and more stuff. Weirdly. You're going to the, uh, not the one Tesco for you, but for the American section, you want to be going to the Tesco that's near me, because they've actually got the designated American section, but the one, at, the one where you go, I don't think has it. Yeah, funnily enough, I've had that exact conversation today in, in Tesco's. Nice. Like the woman's like, I think you need the other Tesco. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, cool, thanks for that. I, I don't want to feel like I've come, like, you know, completely out of my way to go to the wrong one. So, so cheers for that. I always so, find that giving you the, the right answer when you, you've clearly currently got the wrong answer is yeah. always very helpful. Thanks very much. So, dare I say, we've done savoury, we've done sweet. Oh, no, sorry, Matt hasn't had his chance to say he's sweet. Sorry, I do apologise. See, I'm, I, I'm, one, I'm one of these people that, like, so if, if we're looking at it, then kind of in, in, in our household, it'll be, a, it'll be a double kind of thing. So Helen's very much a Reese's Pieces, Reese's, uh, like, the peanut butter cups, all that kind of thing, where I'm, I like them, and I have one or two. But I'm, I'm, I'm a big... I like sweets. So I'm going to be the... Uh, is it the Twizzlers? The, ah. the yeah, Leanne, Leanne got uh, some Twizzlers. 
Yeah, uh, uh, those are, I mean, they're absolutely diabolical kind of things, and you feel rough as out on the other end of them, but man, I could eat like several packs of those. Um, but yeah, just sweets. Like sweets. I'll probably, I'll, I'll, yeah, to be honest, if, if we're kind of, you know, that kind of thing, probably, I know it's not going to be in the kind of expensive American kind of, yeah. Mm. Yes, please. Those ones, yes, red vines. I've been, I've been obviously uh, on my travels to try and find the pretzels. They've come across, I've come across those several times, and I've not, t- not bought them yet. But uh, I think they'll be, they'll be red vines sticking out of my helmet on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, I might, we might dip into the old uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Just, nice. You know, it's like a, either a starter or a. You know, just to mix in with everything kind of thing, because... You know, Go to Ben and Jerry's. <sighs> See, I, Helen, will, Helen will just double down on the on the uh, peanut butter cups kind of thing, so she'll get whichever one that one's in. Uh, I'm, I'm cookie dough's always the one for me. The cookie if dough all the, yeah. If you've not had it yet, that Netflix and chilled one is mm-hmm. incredible. It's got... Yeah, I'm sure it's got it's got pretzel. It's almost got like pretzel cookie dough bits in it. Yes, but it's actually got full chunks of chocolate brownie in it as well, and like caramel sauce to it. It is the amazing. One that, the one that I was just trying to get, but it was always quite hard to get hold of it. But I think it was half baked. Mm-hmm. But is that the one that had cookie dough and chocolate brownie pieces in it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fish food's always a classic. I was well. just about to say, you can always get fish food and break your teeth on the fish because the fish are like <laughs> frozen chunks of chocolate. Like, <laughs> Magnificent. I remember, uh, remember once finishing a clothes shift at Megabowl at about 3.30 in the morning. Drove straight to Tesco, bought, bought a tub of fish food, went home. Still wide, well, still wide away, and uh, ate the whole thing in bed. That's perfectly reasonable. They're not, they're not big tubs of ice cream. Obviously, well, I don't it's know. a particularly difficult shift as well. So. <laughs> I don't know. Probably some some toss piece had probably been sick in the bar or something. I don't know. It all sounds a bit very Bridget Jones for you, Paul. I will say. <laughs> well, well, I had to straighten my hair when I got back, didn't I? So. <laughs> Take his massive pants off. <laughs> right. So, savoury, done. Sweet, done. We've almost covered snacks, even. So, that's three of the four done. The only thing left to discuss it's got to be beverages, lads. Got to be beverages. Water. Water, nothing, nothing but soft drinks. Smaller. Nothing but clear, nothing but clear drinks for this guy. <laughs> He's on the Gatorade. <laughs> He's on the clear Gatorade. So today yeah, I picked no. up, uh, you know, the uh, the Brooklyn uh, non-alcoholic beers. So they've been doing a thing recently, and I've seen it like all over the the social medias and the tinterwebs. Uh, you can get a bot of four bottles for four pounds it's like I'll, I'll absolutely do that and I was passing the aisle I was like oh uh, yeah 
so I picked up one of the one of those boxes. Uh, I've still got um, probably just enough supply uh, from a big shout out to the the Tiny Rebel Brewery for their uh, amazing non-alcoholic selection. But um, I don't know. I don't know if you gentlemen are aware, but I've 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 come, I've come off the uh, the energy drinks. Uh, it was a partially enforced, partially agreed with uh, New Year's resolution, which uh, uh, three days into February, I can confirm, has been going has been going fantastically. That's absolutely going out the window on Sunday because I'm telling you, there's gonna there's gonna come a point where I'll be like, I just just have a little one just to make sure I get through. So uh, the fridge is already stocked. Uh, outside of that. I'm with Matt. There'll be a, there'll be a few waters on the go. Uh, I will I will say this to counteract the uh, the lack of any you know alcohol or, or anything like that. I I will be endeavouring to uh, to hit something Colombian or uh, Dominican or uh, you know a little bit of the old uh, cigar. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Because uh, you can guarantee it'll be absolutely shitting it down. Because every time I try and smoke a cigar, it's pouring <laughs> down with rain. But if it isn't, my intention is to uh, start the evening well and uh, and and getting on the uh, on the cigar action to counteract my uh, not doing anything else. Uh, so yeah, who's got the best? Who's got the best drink for the occasion? Think if I well, anything American beer wise in stock, but no, don't think so. I'm I'm gonna try and keep it as authentic as possible. So Budweiser. My plan, my plan between don't you not that not that say it. My, my plan, some shite fucking Radler. <laughs> my plan between now and Sunday no, is to track down as many different American craft beers as I can so Which and then, and then if that, that's the plan and then when he sends us all the picture on the weekend of his like pack of Bud Lights again then so we'll that'll, be, that'll, that'll be the plan miserable. and then I'll just basically cave and get 12 Michelobes or something like that which company <laughs> is it there's a beer company that have that they're not doing a Super Bowl advert this year and they're donating the money they would have spent To some, it might it might be the the virus or something. There was definitely part of me wants to say I think it was Budweiser. No, fair play. Um, their beer's fucking shite, but you know, fair play. <laughs> Speaking of shite, we haven't discussed the halftime show. It was it was it the was it the weekend? The weekend. Yeah, apparently there was too too many vowels were in use at the time he decided to pick his <laughs> name. Made himself the weekend, um, but yeah, apparently that's who it is this time, and I had to actually Google who it was. So you know, I'm with the kids. For the first time since 1983, Budweiser won't appear in a Super Bowl commercial this year. Parent company, that name said it will donate the money it would spend on the ad towards 
the virus vaccination awareness efforts. And how is a bush? Is the uh, name that you're looking for? So, has anybody got anything pressing that that they that they want to get out there? Um, I think the only other thing that I I would mention is I've been I've been toying with I've been umming and ahhing for what is now weak. Um, Bert Kreischer, Tom Segoya and Warren Sapp NFL Hall of Famer Warren Sapp are doing a special uh, Two Bears One Cave called Two Bears One Sapp where they're doing their podcast live whilst the Super Bowl is on uh, and I've been umming and ahhing whether to get it um, and I spoke to Mr Williams about it and I think uh, I think we came down on the side of it will be too distracting uh, however, I'm going to buy it, enjoy it at half-time, rather than whatever the god-awful half-time show will be, and then I'm going to go back and watch it the next day. Uh, so, it's as I said to the stats mistress, I was like, it's kind of like keeping the Super Bowl alive for another day. So, does anybody else have anything utterly pressing to, uh, to get out before we... Uh, before we sign off on this one a bumper edition of the laces out podcast because let's face it this is actually the uh, the penultimate episode of uh, the laces out podcast as i say at this time pretty much every year it's almost time to put my toys back in the box <sighs> put toys in the attic um, I'd like to thank you gentlemen, mostly Stu and Matt, but always Paul for joining me, taking these lovely people through the uh, somewhat murky but always turbulent waters that are between us and the colonies. Uh, so yeah, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Enjoy the great food, the amazing drinks, and if like me, you're uh, you're into that sort of thing, some fantastic cigars, I'm sure. Uh, join us next time for uh, for the wrap up for the review, the last review of the season. And uh, until then, it's uh, it's a big thank you to you, gentlemen, and I will see you next time thank you thank you very much bye so there we go what do you think to that another one done and for the NFL the second to last one done by the next time you hear about NFL the Super Bowl will have played and the season will be over for another year Poof, can't believe it Seems like only five minutes ago we were talking about week one. YouTube watchers, big, big help to the channel if you're a YouTube subscriber. Audio listeners, if you subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, that's a big help as well. Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. 
You've got all sorts of links you can use, social media, uh, email. Uh, you can just stare at the screen for a bit if you like. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And good football, good NFL, and happy Super Bowl. Bye.